0: I, I will, I'm going to tell you right now, Mike Rutledge is speaking over in the white building today. My, I'm Dave Nelson, by the way. I'm the lead pastor here at K2. So thanks for joining us. Um, both of us were shocked at the direction that this message has taken us today. It wasn't, it wasn't what we were planning. And that's really fun, that when you start to dive in, you pray a ton when you're preparing and leading, and then to have the same guy, the other guy, feel the same thing. So I just want to pray right now because this whole idea of why we come together is, is huge. It's, it's really actually a critical thing that I don't think we think enough about. No, I know we don't think enough about because I haven't, um, I don't feel like I've led and taught us well enough here about why it's so critical that we come together. Okay, So let's pray and ask God who loves you today. He is so into you, so into us, so into this world, and he wants to meet us today. And you've given up your time on this beautiful morning. I think it'd be worth it to open up our hearts and let him speak. So let's pray. God, man, we love you today, and we are here to worship you. That's why we're here. We are here to, to again, reorient ourselves and put you back in your rightful place as the most valuable thing on this planet and beyond. You alone are worthy to be our God, for us to surrender to, for us to look to, for us to receive from, for us to live for. So God, I just ask now, would you just come and take everything that you have been speaking to me this week and would you take your word and just use it to penetrate into our minds and into our hearts. As Paul prayed, I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened so that we might know you better. And so God, have your way with us right here in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, I am going to kind of frame the message around Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 through 17. So you can open up your Bibles to that. Or, and uh, we are going to have other verses as well as we, as we go through this. But this is kind of the frame for the message. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So why do we do this together? Why do we take time out of our week and actually do a corporate act of worship? Let me do, here's the first reason. The first reason we do this is because we are a body. We're a body. So right there in Colossians 3:15, "Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace." The, 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 the Bible, Paul, <clears throat> uses this analogy a lot for us to understand our reality. And part of the reason, you guys, that we come together corporately on a regular basis. And I'll just, I want to say this too. Sunday morning, for sure, corporately, we gather together. But all of you who are engaging in life together groups, for those of you, that's also a corporate gathering. It's a smaller one. And I would say, as we go through this message, you're going to see at points, the church during this period of time was not real large. There weren't large gatherings like this. They, They met in smaller gatherings. And so, but the point is, God is saying, "I think you come together because I need you to remember something. You're a body. You are not an individual deal here. You, this this happens together. And I don't know about you, but your body, but mine likes to stay together. This is yours, okay? So I just ran into a little kid uh, this morning, uh, Kristen Mike Norris's little boy who fractured his wrist, and I, I'll never forget when I did that uh, in seventh grade. Literally, both bones just snapped. That is not good." You want your body to stay together and to be connected. It actually works better that way. Now, so my question for you as you, as you go through this message today is how connected are you here? If, if, if you look at your physical body and you know the only way this thing works is if it's joined and held together. How well are you connected in here? Because if you're a follower of Jesus today, you're part of a body. And so it's critical because of, simply because of that reality that we come together then. And so here's one thing you'll hear a lot of people say, and maybe some of you actually think this, so I'll try to be sensitive, but you'll hear people say that faith is a private thing. Faith is a personal thing. And and I just want to tell you... um, no, it's not. And yes, it is. Now, obviously, I personally have to have a connection with God. I, I need that. But faith is not just about me with him. Because what faith is, is what you believe. That's what faith is. The same word, pistis, in the Greek, means what you believe is what you have faith in. And here's, what, here's the truth. What you believe drives All of your behavior. All of your behavior is driven by what you believe. See, and who's the recipient of your behavior? We are. (laughs) See, you're a recipient right now of mine. What was my week like? How much did I connect with God? All that kind of stuff. And so everything that I am. So you can't say that faith is just a private matter. Why? Because you're part of the body. And when something happens, when I broke my wrist, my whole body was going, ah! That's why the scripture says, when one part suffers, everybody's part suffers. When one part rejoices, every part rejoices. So you can't think that what you're going through today in connection with God, which is critical, does not have effect on everybody else around you. Faith is personal, but it's not private. It's not private. It's a corporate thing. You're part of a body. Let me read for you a couple passages. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, and then 16. It says, Christ himself gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we, how much? How much? Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. From him, from Jesus, look at this, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It grows and it builds itself up in love as... A few people make it happen. I mean, let's, let's just look at this verse, you guys, right here. If you ever want to wonder if your spiritual experience with God... Actually, real quick, Shannon, go back to verse uh, 13 for me. Look at this. Until we, all, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ... See, when we started this church in my own personal journey, I finally came to realize in John ten ten that Jesus said, I came so that you could have life and life to the full. The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. But here's what's crazy, you guys. In Ephesians chapter one, verse 23, it says the church is the fullness of him. The church is the fullness of him. You cannot Exp- please, please catch, if you don't catch anything else, catch this. You cannot experience the whole measure of the fullness of Christ alone. It doesn't work that way. The only way we experience all that God has for us is in community with each other. That's why we got to come together. So then you go to verse 16. And then he says, "For, for from him, from Jesus. So if I'm having this, right, because he's the head of the body. So if he's the head of the body, then, you know, again, if any part of my body decides to not get connected to the head, we got a problem. <laughs> but if I'm connected to the head from him, the whole body joined and held together by a few ligaments, every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You, oh, I just, we have to do a whole series on this. We, we, we really do. I feel like God's been saying this to me for months, actually. We're going to go from me to we. We need to go from me to we. Do you guys see what happens when we, when this church, when you realize that you came here together and only as you're joined and held together by every supporting ligament and only as each part, because you're part of the body. This is really important. You are not the body of Christ, meaning you individually. We are the body of Christ. You are not the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. So this is absolutely essential. And then in, in Ephesians chapter 3, it says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power, look at this, together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled, here it is again, filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Sometimes we've we just got to dive into these passages deeply. Just let me show you what it's saying there, though, is if I'm going to really understand, I need power actually to grasp how long and wide and long, in, in high and deep is the love of Christ. But look what it says, that I will, together with all of you, the only way that I fully experience the love of God I can get it from him fully, but he created us to be experiencing it together. And I'm telling you, this place right here is not a place. It's a community of people that God is trying to knit together with his spirit so that we actually can know his love because we experience it through each other. And then we can have a chance to reach the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So here, here's the deal. I feel like God gave me a phrase this week. Write this one down. Um, if we lift, lifting our eyes to God, which is what we do here, we worship, right? We, we're here on Sunday and, we, and I think all of you are hoping, <clears throat> man, I hope Nelson's on today, right? And I hope the worship is good today because I, I need this, right? But here's, here's the reality. If you lift your eyes to God, he will always open your eyes to the person next to you. If you really lift your eyes to God, he will always open your eyes to the people who are around you. Do you guys know why? See, because in 1 John chapter four, read the whole chapter, he just says, you can't love God and not love each other. It doesn't work that way. If you really love God, he pours his love into your hearts and then you love each other. So if you actually are centering Jesus as the most important thing in your life, then you are going to respond to that who he is and your response to Jesus will always be to love. And so that's why when we come in here, I just I I would so love for us to have this shift of a change because right now I think when we come in and even when we sit down, it's almost like I'm not even thinking about anybody else who's really around me. Can we just say that that's what we do? It's just because, man, I'm here to be with God, and it's true. But until we start coming to God together, it will only be a partial experience and I'm just so praying that God, as we get tight with him, that he will open our eyes to the people around us. And I know even meet and greets, you don't even have to raise your hand because I know almost all of you hate them. You know, it's like, hey, I want you to stand. Oh, God, I got to go get some coffee. You know, it's, it, it's just one of those weird moments. And I, and, and I understand that because it's awkward because it's like, oh, I don't, why? Here's why it's awkward. Because I don't know them. I don't know you. And oh, now you're going to force me to say cereal? And what I'm going to do today, I don't even know what I want to do today. And you just hate this moment. <clears throat> Can I just share something with you? And this is for all of you who are Christians, right? If you're a Christian, Jesus is in you, right? He's in you. How do you think he feels about the person next to you? How does Jesus, who lives in you, feel about the person who's next to you? He's crazy about him, And if we lift our eyes to him, he's going to open our eyes to see each other. You know why? Because we're a body. And a body only functions best when it's together. Okay? So that's why we're here. And that's why we come together. Because we're a body. And we only reach the fullness of Christ as we come together. Here's the second reason we come together. It's the only other one I'm going to be able to give you. We come together because when we do, we build each other up. So number one, we come together corporately because we're a body. Number two, we come together to build each other up. Okay? Back in that Ephesians passage, it said, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up as in love As each part does its work. So now obviously there's, there better be, and there are a whole lot of different ways that we should be building each other up and in love and each part doing its work. If you're part of the church, you don't just do something for an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning. Okay. So I know there's tons of ways to be the church outside of this hour, but why do we do it here? How do we build each other up? And just don't answer this question, but let me ask you before I go through this, how many of you thought when you came to church today, and let me say this too, if you're, if you're here visiting and if you're here kind of wondering about church and about God and about Christ, okay, um, I just, I just want to let you know, I am so just going to speak to everybody who's already part of the church today. So the, I think these are the best messages for people who are seeking after God because you really get to see what it's really all about. Okay. But I want, I want to ask all of you who are are believers in Christ. How many of you thought when you came here today, how am I going to build someone else up? How many of your thoughts were actually about, can't wait to pour into somebody else today? Okay, just think about that. Because the reason the scriptures tell us that we come together to worship God is because when we do that, we build each other up. Okay? So, and, and here's what I realized this is kind of funny, but here's what I realized corporate worship on Sunday mornings, it's a spiritual potluck. That's what it is. It's a spiritual potluck. You guys, how many of you did potlucks growing up? All right? You know, so if you had a potluck, man, I mean, the last thing you would want to do, you don't show up to a potluck without anything, right? Unless you're single and you're 20 because then nobody wants you to bring anything. So, in fact, you know what my, you know what my dish was when I was in my early 20s, and my first job in Ohio, United Methodist Church, is I would make cookie dough, and I'd stick spoons in it, and I'd just set a bowl of uncooked cookie dough on the table. That was, oh, people loved me at potlucks. It was great. But when you come to a potluck, you always bring something. And when Mike and I were studying, what we realized is when you have private worship, okay, it is, you, you are experiencing something with God and you're hoping that that connection happens. You put, oh, that's great. When you come corporately, I'm gonna show you, this is just true. You bring something to this moment. You're bringing it right now. Did you guys know, I, I, you probably don't. Did you know that when I'm speaking, I actually have a dialogue with you? Did, did, I don't know if you, do anybody know that? See, none of you answered, so apparently not. <clears throat> so, no, but seriously, it's a dialogue that goes on right here. And, and, I, and, and so there are just some days where it's just like, you know, people are kind of like, Chris, I know, I can tell. You know, he, you know but you're, like, you're sitting like this, you're kind of like, or if some people literally sleep, and that's okay. But, but seriously, but when, when I'm speaking, and you answer my questions, and when I'm speaking, and Chris is like this, but he's always like this. There, there are certain people, so what that does is, that feeds me because I can tell we're having a dialogue and then I pour out more and then you get more and then you respond and then I get. So it's literally a dialogue that happens. It's it's really weird. And so even even while I'm speaking, we're affecting what's going on in this room. You bring stuff. There is a spiritual potluck and I'm going to try to help you to understand what it is you bring to this. Because there are great potlucks and there are bad potlucks. Okay, here's the first thing you bring. You bring your worship into this place. And your worship, our worship, actually builds each other up. Look at the verse, Colossians three sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. See, you guys what what happens here right now and th- and I know and again this is where like in a small group experience our life together experiences you literally do bring you you get to teach and admonish one another. Admonish means to strongly encourage. Almost to warn, just make sure, I just want you so, you know, to do that. So obviously the way that the church kind of affects when you have a tons of people, it's not like we all can sit around and just talk with each other here. But you know what can happen? Is if you all week long, because here's, here's the point. The scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Now, so you guys, you all showed up here today. And here's what's cool. You have a chance when this service is over and before the service began to be in the lobby, the weather's finally nice, to be in the parking lot, to connect with each other, to love on each other. And I'm telling you this, if the word of Christ dwelled in you richly all week long, you know what's cool? You've got something to offer. And I know this, the conversations I have, not here, but just with people, are as important and as potent and as powerful as anything that takes place up here. And what the scripture tells us is when you come together, if you've had the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, then you should be teaching and admonishing one another. You should be able to come together. And so it's so interesting. So your connection with the head, because again, from him... You connect with the head all week And then you bring whatever However you've been connecting with God all week long You actually bring here You just do So if you weren't connected at all to him Then you come here And that affects the whole body, right? So it's it's crazy How critical Our worship is of him And the reason we come together Is because hopefully you've been cranking with him all week long And you can affect me and I can affect you Alright? Now here's the other thing. Let's get to this singing thing. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. Now and it's so interesting because both I talked with Mary Locke, she's leading us today in worship, and I talk with my wife all the time. <clears throat> both of them said the same thing. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, isn't it? Isn't it wild? Like, you can go home right now and put Crowder on and sing. And how different will that experience be than when you come together corporately to sing? There is something that can only happen when we're together as the body of Christ that's more powerful. There's something that happens, I think, in the spiritual realms. Here's what I know. If the word of Christ is dwelling in you richly, as, and again, just again, I'm so talking to all of you who are followers of Christ. If you're having this type of connection going on, and the song starts, you know what you do? You've already been worshiping Him. So you can't wait to say, you are infinitely awesome. You are intimately present. You're my Redeemer. You took the cross and my shame and you saved my life, right? You're just... You're ready just to make that happen. And we talk physically. Your body expresses what's going on inside your heart. And then you come here and you say, man, and I am looking to you. And I'm turning to you from all the stuff that I went after this week. And I am I surrender to you. See, so what happens is you bring that here. And here's what I know. That when we're singing together and there are people who are really worshiping God. you know what happens? It affects the whole building. Does it not? I'm serious. Something happens here. If Mary gets up to sing and all of us just don't feel like it, right? We put our hands in our pocket and we just kind (laughs) of... I don't know about you, but we might as well go home, right? I mean, that's not going to be a very good experience. See, it's crazy. You need to know the reason we come corporately together and even why we sing corporately together is because when we together lift him up, it strengthens the whole body. It inspires the whole body. It encourages us. It reminds you, you are not alone. And what's so wild is some of you are. You're here and you had a cruddy week. You had a sinful week. You had a tough week. And you're here. And you're like, man, I need life support right now. And what's crazy is for those of you who didn't have that week and you walked with Christ, you sing with gusto and you give God a good time. And the person who didn't have a good time can look over there and go, oh, it can bring life and encouragement. You know what the other thing that's really wild about when we sing? One of the best, best, well, Jesus just told us. Here's the deal. People are going to know who I am by the way you guys just relate together, right? He so, said, man, if you guys love each other, the world's going to know. If you guys are unified together, world's going to know. And so, again, what happens when we come together and we sing together, we are declaring, we are proclaiming what we believe about God together. And I've had people Who came and just didn't know it at all, things about Christ, and they walked in here and they experienced worship and they were like, okay, this was different. It's like you guys were singing to somebody. See, that's the difference between religion and relationship. And so when you literally are engaging with God with all that you've got, it's affecting everybody around you. Okay? So, what do you bring to this potluck, to this spiritual potluck? You bring your worship. You bring it. And our worship strengthens the body. And we need to be engaged in that fully. Here's the other thing that happens. <clears throat> Why we come together and how we build each other up. Look at this verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we professed for he who promises faithful. I'm t- I love that verse. Let us hold unswervingly. Because I don't know about you, but all week long, doesn't it feel like you're swerving? <laughs> And I mean, everything in in, in life is trying to get you to swerve. Your flesh wants you to swerve. The world wants you to swerve. Get off this path, right? Hold on, baby. Hold on. And then look what happens. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. You guys, you know what we're supposed to bring here? What we bring to the spiritual potluck, what you bring every day, is if you have been worshiping God, we can encourage each other. We can spur one another on. And I'm telling you, who needs that? We all need that. I mean, th- th- there's a constant battle all the time. And encourage literally means to give courage to. And-, and so again, but if I'm coming on a Sunday morning, and I think that really what I'm here for is that so somehow I can have a moment with God. And so that I can just experience it. And I'm hoping you do every Sunday. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, when you have a moment with God, really, it should just Open your eyes. I learned so long ago that God never does anything for me that is only for me. Ever. Everything he does in me, because I'm part of the body, gets bled into the people right next to me, to you. This is critical stuff. How cool would it be if we walked in here every Sunday and said, man, I can't wait to encourage. I can't wait to spur one another on because I'm a part of the body and I'm, cur- and and I'm going to go for it. And here's the third thing. The other thing you bring are your gifts and your service. <clears throat> and our gifts and our service build each other up. In 1 Corinthians 14, uh, Paul's trying to help people know in that, in that church how to have a good worship service. And he said, <clears throat> what shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together... Each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction or a revelation or a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. See, so what was Paul saying? When you come together, what should we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has something to bring. And what you bring is supposed to build the body up. See, you guys, you see how different this is? See, because in America, what we do is, and, and please excuse this word, but it's just the one that gets thrown around. But we have this consumer mentality where I come to worship, like the little funny video that we shared, because what's good for me? And, but what God does is he, he wants to flip this all around and say, actually, you come together to set him up in the midst And then you bring all that you've got, and it affects everybody else. Now, again, in this context, that's what should be happening in your life together groups. When you gather together in your life together groups, all of you should be thinking what am I going to bring? What word of encouragement do I have? What did I learn? What did I hear from God in the scripture? Do I have something I want to say to somebody? Do I have an encouraging word? Do I, do I feel like i You know what I'm saying? See, everybody should be looking to bring something to life together. Now, here on Sunday morning again, we don't function in that way. We don't have it set up to do that. But I'm telling you, if you're a part of the body here, every Sunday morning, you should be bringing your gifts and your service to this place. I, I know this. The only way we will ever have a great Sunday morning. A full measure of the experience of Christ Sunday morning. Because the Bible says this, is when each part does its work. See, so I could be totally on and you could go home and say, man, that message was great or Mary could lead the worship and we could be brought into the presence of God and that would be great. And your kids could have a horrible time. Or you could have not been greeted at all. And nobody could have, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, it's an okay experience. Or, I just have a really bad week. And you're just like, okay, that wasn't worth my time. And, but, you connected deeply with the people who were there. You guys, every single, if you're, if you call K2 the church your home church, if you do, then you're a part. And the only reason, the only way we can reach the whole measure of the fullness of Christ is when you bring your worship, when you bring your gift, when you bring your service, then, because one of the things that happens is when we come together, we are reminded, oh, this isn't about me. This is about him. It's all about him. And at the same time, we also come together. The reason we come together is because we realize, oh, this isn't about me. This is about we. We about us and I, I just want to tell you if this is your home if you're serving here if you're bringing life to this experience in Adventure Canyon in our connections in our arts and our tech and when you're not on if you're bringing your praise and your glory to God I'm telling you this will start to feel unbelievable Because we'll have done it together. You're a body. You're not individual. What you do and what you believe affects everybody and everything around you. And that's why we worship him. That's why we come together. And man, I just, you know, really seriously, if this place is your home, I'm praying so hard that God will just continue to move us from me to we. I'm praying so hard that when we get here and we're sitting in chairs in this auditorium that we just, man, we're just kind of giddy. You know, one thing that Mike and I were talking about is you can actually prepare yourself to come here. Like in the Israelites, Israelites, they prepared themselves for worship. Do you guys know that? Like I remember in the Methodist church too, we had the beginning of the service, you prepare yourself for worship. I was talking to Susie about that because I prepare like for three hours I'm preparing, you know, for this moment before I get here. How could you prepare yourself before you come? And it was cool. She just said, she goes, because she's busy with the kids, you know, trying to get everything ready. She's got three kids by herself, and she's rushing. She's doing all that kind of stuff. But she'll say, even on the drive here, she can stop and say, okay, wait a second. Our little phrase is, in your arms and at your feet. And she just prays and says, God, help me to be able to come and to get my heart connected to you. And help me to be at your feet, ready. Help me to be ready just to love and to care and to serve. To take time on Sunday mornings and actually prepare yourself for coming here to worship, you will bring something to this experience, and it will be completely different. I have a buddy back in, in Lexington. His church experienced phenomenal explosion of experiencing God, and that's what changed. He says, he, just, he drives to church every day, and his whole prayer is, God, open my eyes to help me to see who it is that you want me to love who it is you want me to encourage, who it is that you want me to reach out to. And as he does that and he empties himself, he just finds that God has appointments all the time weaving through an experience. And then we come together and we lift him up, put him at his rightful place. He is the head. He's the head. And from him, from him, the whole body is joined to hell together So man, come on up So, so we're going to do this <clears throat> And we're going to take some time right now To just tell God again God you are You are infinitely Awesome You are intimately present Even right now Knowing my heart here God you have redeemed my soul So, and so we're all going to come together And then you guys as we do as well to stop here and say, and Lord, we look to you. We look to you. And we turn to you. And we follow you. We follow you. And so um, we're going to take our offering as we do. And as we've been sharing, this has been such a neat time as well as we're talking about this worship service, worship series. Is that's the other thing that you bring. You just you bring your gratitude and your thanks to God. I love how the, how the scripture said, sing songs and hymns with gratitude in your heart to God. And the Bible also says, man, when you give financially, God loves a cheerful giver. And why? Because we're so grateful that he cares for us. And so as, as our greeters come forward and we get ready to take our offering, just even participate in that and just say, God, I'm so grateful for what I can give to you right now. Thank you for blessing me. And now, as we do this, as we welcome him, because he's, he's so here, and he's so been in our midst right now. But he says, I'll inhabit your praises. I will. I will draw you close to me as you sing to me. Everything we've been talking about the last couple weeks. And I just also want us to know, like as we focus on him right now, that God as well might strengthen us It's like a magnet. Jesus is our magnet, and he just draws us closer in to him. May that happen. Lord Jesus, we pray right now that as we look to you, as we praise you as the only true God, as we worship you, God, in our response to how awesome you are and look to you and turn to you and surrender to you, Lord, would you just come? And may the fact that your bride has come together, that your body has come together, what we are has come together, may this be an intimate moment with you. And Lord, even as we give you our offering, may you take that as just our joy to say thank you. And Lord, would you take every dollar that we give to you and just use it for the advancement of your kingdom and the building of your body I pray for it in Jesus name Amen so go ahead and stand with me you guys and um, and here, here's here's what I want you to, I think I just realized I totally screwed up by the way because the, the, all the greeters are going okay we weren't supposed to do this till the end of the service so forget the offering my bad we'll, we'll do the offering later my bad Here's here's I want Mary said something so cool right before we go into worship. Think about this. Again, I am not the bride of Christ. But we are. And one of the things is so critical Susie and I had a chance this weekend to just get away and just be together. And I'm telling you you guys know if you're married it is critical that you spend intimate time just together. And Mary was just saying it's like that's for her that's what this is. When we come together this is when the bride comes and meets the bridegroom. This is when we intimately come with him and put the world outside for a minute. Say I just want to be with you. That's cool. So right now, together, as the bride of Christ, let's just lift our praise, our love, our adoration, and our surrender to Him. And let's enjoy Him.